Welcome to Career View. This is the podcast where we ask questions you want to know when it comes to pursuing a career path. I'm your host, Nirija Shamal, and each episode I will ask questions on behalf of students across the country from secondary schools and universities what they want to know when it comes to pursuing their dream job. For today's episode, we'll be asking our top questions that have been submitted by students on our CareerView website who are interested in a career path as a geologist. Today, I'm joined by 27-year-old production geologist, Lara Urosevich, who has been living the fly-in, fly-out lifestyle for a very large mining company in Western Australia. Lara has always enjoyed being outdoors, seeing nature, as her career in the mining industry has given her some amazing opportunities. So, let's hear from her. All right. Okay. We're here for another episode once again. Lara, how's weekend been? How's everything going? Um, thanks for having me here. Uh, the weekend's been really good. I just flew in on Friday, so I'm FIFO. Oh, you're FIFO. Okay. And what does your schedule look like in terms of work? Um, so, my schedule is eight days on and six days off currently. And just day shift. Fantastic. So it's good to take some time off now. Yes, I have a basically a whole week. <laughs> I know from my understanding, geology is quite a broad field. There's all these different elements to it. What field of geology are you in? And what is the kind of typical day and work look like on FIFO for you? Okay, so a day in the life of a production geologist will uh, basically start at about 5.30 a.m. And um, it will basically just be making a catalogue of what happened in the last 24 hours. So it's a very day-to-day kind of approach. Okay. And every day is a new day and things, different things can happen and different things can go, you know, wrong or right. And you basically just have to investigate most of the time and yeah. just figure out what happened in the last 24 hours for tons movement, what the grade was, you know, are we reaching targets, are we below? And then also sort of also doing things that are short-term and things that are longer-term. Okay. And right. then you will be doing documentation for longer-term extraction. Yep. So later down the track in two weeks, you will extract this new area, like or from this new area, and you'll do all the setup works for that. Like, uh, do we have enough data? Uh, do we have confidence yeah. um, in that area and stuff? You start at 5.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. You finish typically what time? We finish at um, – I work a 12-hour shift, so I finish at 5.30 p.m., Okay. And is that every day? Like, yes. what's a wow. Okay. <laughs> so very intense workload. Was this something that you, you kind of knew what you were getting yourself into? Or? Um, not, not really. I wouldn't say I, I knew the hours were long, but it also depends if you're doing fly in, fly out, or if you are doing um, like maybe if you're a residential mining worker, like if you live in Kalgoorlie or something, I've done both. And um, when I lived in Kalgoorlie, my days were only 10 hours. But also I had a half hour commute out to the bush um, every day there and back. So add another hour to your day. Wow. It's just different, you know. Yeah, very different. Very yeah. different in terms of the schedule and life that you have. So not great to hear, Lara. Um, jumping into our questions yes. um, asked by students. Uh, the first question that we have for you, Lara, um, when it comes to pursuing a career path of a geologist is, have you always been passionate about geology? And have you considered anything else? So... This is a bit of a fun question because, you know, when you're like, I don't know, in year 10 and they are like, what do you want to do? I had no idea, no idea. And I thought I was actually going to do journalism because wow. I, I really enjoyed writing and I enjoyed investigating. And then the more people I talked to, the more I realized like through similar things like this that we're doing now is like, 
oh, I won't actually get to write about what I care about. Like mm. I'll have to write about Nancy's cat in Wembley for <laughs> half my life and then I might get into the – so it's like, yeah. And then I was thinking I like being outdoors. Mm. I enjoy science but I don't really know what I want to do. Okay. So there was – I was lucky at my high school they had this um, subject called Earth and Environmental Science okay. and I just did it for fun in year 11 and 12. And I think it was also because I had a really good teacher that it – he made me very passionate about it. Okay. So that's kind of pushed me into where I was going today, but I never thought I'd be in production and in mining. I thought I was just going to do research. And um, then I was like, just wanted to test it out because mining had this big stigma of being like scary and unsafe. And it was in the 90s, but I went and did a site visit when I was at uni. It was uh, it was a big eye-opener. It made me realise like it's like, everyone has a little job and everyone's like a little cog and Mm. everything just works like from the janitors to like security on site like everything is just like really functional Functional. it was was cool yeah that's it blows my mind (laughs) it blows my mind journalism and wanting to write yeah and then you find yourself on a mine site and you know (laughs) working pretty in long hours and intense days but very creative and interesting investigative kind of work Mm. um did that shock you or did you were just like, oh, I guess this is what I'm doing? I kind of just went with the flow. Mm. And that's always been my personality, I guess, is very go with the flow. And um, I think a lot of how you start mm. your career in geology defines that sort of path for you. Yeah, no, good to know, <laughs> Lara. Uh, next question that we have for you asked by students is, what options for study did you consider? Mm. And what were some of the most challenging aspects of the study itself? Yeah, so this one is actually limited by what university you go to. So if you go to Curtin or School of Mines in Kalgoorlie, it's very catered towards a mining approach. So it's very like industry links, industry meetups, stuff like that. It's very like industry focused and the units are also a bit more relevant to the industry. But the counter side of that is it's very rigid So that's if you like literally know you want to do geology and like finish up there and stuff. But if you go to UWA, um, it's very like you only have 50% of geology units in a science degree and the rest you can fill up with whatever you want to do. Right. Okay. And what the cool thing is you don't even have to decide what you want to do until like third year or something. Right. You just need to get enough credit points to get a science degree. And that worked for you. Yeah, so... Because you weren't really too sure and set on what you wanted to do. No, no. So, yeah, I wasn't sure if I wanted to go to mining. I didn't really know anything about it. I was kind of scared of it. And I was just doing, like, I enjoy environmental science. I find it you can't really do geology without looking at the environment as well because it's all kind of in the earth together. (laughs) Wherever there's rocks, there's probably water running across them. (laughs) Not always the case. Um, But, yeah... It's, it's just um, you have more flexibility, but then again, it depends on how you what you like. Like if you know you want to do geology, then I would avoid the flexibility. Okay. And if you know you want to go to mining, I'd go to like Curtin or School of Mines. Right. But if you like science, you don't know if you want to do geology or environmental science or something in between or hydrogeology, I'd probably recommend UWA just from a flexibility point of view and like not actually having to define your degree until like – way later down the track. What was the process for you in terms of doing the research? Did you go speak to people or is this something that you just knew? Um, basically, it might sound a bit superficial, but I just like the vibe of UWA. <laughs> just a specific university, yeah. I was like, it just looks pretty. Yeah. I like living in Perth. I don't really want to move. 
Um, I have heard University of Tasmania and JCU in Queensland are very good for very very good for geology. Okay. And um, Monash is also pretty good for mining related things. But I just didn't want to move. Yeah. I like Perth. I like my friends and stuff like that. So I just wanted to stay. And um, I honestly really thoroughly enjoy the flexibility of it yeah. because I am just yeah I like to dabble in science but also art and other things so it allowed me to have that freedom but one also thing i will mention is that uwa is good if you want to go down a research pathway okay because they have a very good center for research set up some of the um microscopes can only be found in that center uh so they have like a these fancy transmission electron microscopes and other things like that it's where you can literally see electrons vibrate but it just depends what you want to do. What do you want to do? Yeah. yeah. Great advice, Lara. And I appreciate that. And for our listeners out there to be really mindful about that. But sometimes it can just come down to the fact that, hey, you know, I really like a campus. It looks nice. It suits my lifestyle. Mm. It's close by. I can travel. I'm still here with my friends. And that's sometimes also a really important deciding factor. And it's clearly worked out for you, you know. Next question that we have for you, Lara, um, asked by students is, was it hard to find a job and if you can elaborate a little bit, um, what was the whole process in terms of applying for a job as well? Mm. So the problem with mining is that it's very cyclical. And um, when I was looking for work, it was in a slight downturn, which meant that I basically was just like applying far and wide. And I wasn't very like sold on mining. So I didn't do any of the vacation programs or I didn't really set myself up for that. So I was thinking, okay, I probably have to go either into like a field assistant role, which is an entry-level job. Okay. Or do a graduate program, which can allow me to test out different roles and then I can figure out where I want to go. Where you want to go from there. Yeah. Mm. So for me, it was kind of like, yeah, I want to do the um, graduate role because then I can have that opportunity to just test every single department. Okay. And figure out where – because I didn't know – I wanted to do exploration or production. I had no idea. No idea. And I didn't know what the jobs entailed because UWA is um, very not industry linked. So uh, they don't really prepare you for the job Mm. at all. Okay. Which I think is good because you should do most of your learning on the job anyway. I mean, that's debatable as well Mm. to some extent because sometimes you want to be studying something for so many years Mm. to be industry ready. Yeah. Um, And if the curriculum is not aligned to industry or the learning is not aligned to industry, it makes it challenging for the student to get employment. Yeah. So I basically had to go find employment in Kalgoorlie, which is a really good um, town for getting your foot into the door. Okay. If the cycle is low, just because there's always, there's so many companies and there's so many jobs always going so it's um, just kind of like a little mining hub. And then you also don't have as long hours for a geologist okay. um, as you would in FIFO. That's such great insights. So you travelled, you went down to Kargoolie. Did you just look online for a role or what was the process? Did you join a community? What, or how did you go about actually looking for work and getting a placement there? Yeah, I looked online. I was on Seek and then I pretty much just like blanket applied to like okay. 15 jobs. Yeah, and um, And then I sat down through maybe two or three interviews. It's very insightful to sit through those interviews because it really shows you like how professional or unprofessional a company can company be. Company can be, yeah. yeah. And, and great, great to know that, you know, well, it's it's good to know and it's, it's important for our listeners to understand that when it comes to an industry as mining, it's cyclical. 
And once again, this is a harsh realization that many graduates realize it's actually based on industry. It's nothing to do with the fact that you've studied four or five years, that you put tremendous work. Mm. um, And at the end of it, you might not get a job. Yeah, it's 100% true. Like I couldn't get a job when I finished my honours. So I just went back and did another year of masters because I I could and I couldn't get a job. Did that that affect you in any way? Or were you okay and optimistic about, you know? I was leaf in the wind. I'm pretty chill. So I'm like, oh, not the year for me right now. I'll just go back and do another project for fun and just like try my luck. I absolutely love love it. I really do. Um, Next question that we have for you that are asked by students is, do you have any tips for the application process? Mm-hmm. And maybe you can give some examples when you were in Kargoolie, the three interviews, like what do you think that our employer is looking for in a young graduate to join the company? It's, it's a hard one because when you're applying for these jobs, you don't have a lot of knowledge. Um, you have the basic university knowledge of geology, but you don't act, you've never worked on a site and you don't understand that aspect of it. So I think it's good to ask the employer Um, just a lot of questions like ask them everything you can and like maybe ask them like what are conditions like on site what's the vibe of the office you know like you really want to get a gauge and see if there's any like issues within the team because at the end of the day you know you are giving them a service it's Mm. not them giving you a magical job and you know you need to be so grateful like you know you still are giving them a service and you need to be very like self know your self-worth I think as well yeah and um, that comes with experience, but I think having that confidence at the beginning is also good just to be like, I know what I bring to the table and um, what do you guys bring to the table? Like what will I get from this program? Yeah. They just want people that are able to deal with because it can be quite a harsh work environment, long right. hours. Yeah. So they like to see resilience. and Absolutely. Way. And then thinking from an employer's standpoint as well, if they have a young graduate or have anyone interviewing and, and they're getting a lot of questions, it probably shows that that person is serious, yeah. you know, has a willingness to learn, is, is curious, is wanting yes. to know. And in that case would be intrigued about mm. looking at how can we integrate or how can we onboard and how can they be part of our culture. Definitely. Um, so that eagerness and also ability to communicate and ask the right questions, I think, is very important i think one thing is like also just have like a few notes on the company i always look at asx and just look at the recent releases and just see if they've bought a company recently or if they've done anything in the last like two months or year but it doesn't have to be like a research thesis like literally just like maybe like four dot points and then always have the for whatever commodity you're applying for um, always look up the rolling average price for the day yeah. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> before your interview. It's good because they might. I've been slipped a few cheeky questions like, "What's the gold price right now?" And I'm like, "Um, <laughs> I don't know." Don't know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's an interesting point, and I want to stay on this because you know you're one of many young graduates applying for the same role, mm. and it's competitive. Yes. So in that sense, you need to find ways to stand out. And ultimately, from hearing from yourself, it's one about doing a little bit of research to show that you have that knowledge, but also just being able to, you know, show your personality. I yeah. think that's the main thing, For you know, sure. because everyone has the skills, everyone has the qualification, mm-hmm. but trying to gauge what kind of person you're like is very, very important, I think. Yeah. And I think people really value if you have a face-to-face interview, I think they just really want to see if, are you someone who wants to be a team player? Are you someone who is okay working on their own depends like what role you're applying for so if you're an exploration geo 
they'll probably look to see if you're okay working on your own, like being able to, you know, decide your own tasks for the day and if you can prioritise tasks yeah. and things like that because um, exploration is a bit more project-based so it can go over months, whereas production is day-to-day, day-to-day. every day, every yeah. day, every day. Yeah, okay. And this leads on to our next question that we are asked by students when it comes to a career path of a geologist um, is – do you have a good work-life balance <laughs> and understanding that you're FIFO and your job is day-to-day, mm-hmm. what does that look like for you? Um, so it basically, I think the biggest learnings I had from working residentially, FIFO, different hours, is you always have to make time for yourself to wind down if you work a job with long hours. So for me, my schedule in Kalgoorlie was different to my schedule now when I'm doing FIFO, but basically what... F- for FIFO, because I work much longer hours, I have basically an hour to myself in my room where I will wind down, read a book, watch a show, mm-hmm. exercise or something, and that will be me time. And it's just very important to have that. And then you, I would also recommend not going to the pub every day. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> it's, you just have to build healthy behaviours in your own self. And um, I know when you're like young and a grad, you want to sort of – put in all the effort you can and show people that you work really hard and stuff. But you also need to understand that that can like, if you work overtime a lot and you're trying to prove yourself, it can lead to burnout. So yeah. it's like you got to self-manage it. Right. And have you ever been in a situation where you've burnt out? Yes, I have. Okay. And that was like, I would try and work an extra two hours every, um, <laughs> yeah, I know when I was in Kalgoorlie, I try and work 12 hour days which I wasn't getting paid for. And um, it was just because I wanted to get the work done. But then I had this moment of like, I am so over my job and I'm so over this. And I realised that, you know, that work's never going to go away. It's going to stay there in the morning. And if I just leave on time, like everybody else, go back home, um, unwind, click off the work button, I was enjoying my job again. It's just honestly, I think it's just not fatiguing yourself with work. That's such great insights, I think, you know, for any career pathway yeah. when it comes to it is recognising that you need to set good balances in place, good yeah. structures for yourself. And once again, uh, I think it's important for people to be aware about. Mm. Um, jumping into the next question we have for you, Lara, is does your job pay well? Uh, it's FIFO and yes, it pays very well. I also want to make a distinction that if you work residentially, you will earn about 20 K less than if you work FIFO. So when I was doing my graduate role um, residentially in Kalgoorlie, I was on 90K. And for, I think, the same role in FIFO, you'd be on 110. Wow. It was just what you what, whatever you like. Whatever like, you like, yeah. Yeah, and some people prefer the pace of residential work. So yeah. it just depends what your pace is. But now in FIFO, I'm on 150 for a full-time geologist production role. Yep. And um, now I've, yeah, so that's after four years in the industry. And does that suit you? Does that, does that whole lifestyle in terms of the reward of getting $150,000, but obviously the extremes of the working conditions that you have? Yeah, it can be quite tiring. I do find FIFO a lot more tiring physically um, than, than residential, just because, you know, you like sleep in a donga, it's not your bed. Yeah. It's a tiny little tiny, king single yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like prison quality. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not the most luxurious conditions. No, no. no. Yeah. And um, I think 
like if you're someone who's like easygoing with that stuff, yeah. then you'll be fine. Like I bring some stuff from home to make it my space and yeah. then that's cool. But um, I don't know if I can do FIFO for a long time, but I think it's a good way to make decent amount of money while you're young and like, yeah, build your money portfolio while you can. And then when you get older, you can start looking for things that are more like Perth-based or Kalgoorlie-based and stuff like that. really is fascinating to hear from you. And um, once again, it's good to hear your insights there for that. Um, next question that we have for you, Lara, asked by students is, do you get to travel much? And I think it is quite self-explanatory, the fact that you fly in, fly out. Mm. Um, but yeah, how often is the travel for you? And is it just rural WA now that, that you're situated in Perth or do you get to travel even overseas and over, over east as well? I think that's the lie they sell you in uni that you'll be traveling <laughs> everywhere okay. and you realize you're just going back and forth from camp. Because I think uh, when if you go into like the consultancy world, which you kind of need a lot of experience for, otherwise you kind of get screwed over, no offense. Yeah. Um, is like, and yeah, so if you're in the consultancy world, you will be traveling depending on jobs that you take and stuff like that. But if you're just in the mining world or exploration world, probably not a lot. Yeah, I think travel is one thing that is mm. asked a lot by our students because people want to explore the world. People people want a job that they can go around everywhere and anywhere. Mm. Um, but it sounds like it's just rural at the moment. But if you think about it, um, also through grad programs, sometimes they will put you in different sites. Okay. So I know for the Newcrest grad program, they have a New South Wales site and a WA site, so they give you one year in each. Okay. And some other companies can offer the same thing as well, yeah. depending if they have a big portfolio. Uh, but I'm not always sure how that goes with international travel just because it is difficult with once visas get involved. Right. So yeah. that is a big stopper on a lot of that is like the visa situation the visa for situation. companies. Yeah. 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 Some of them will be happy to, but more often than not, it's not the case. Like yep. you'd have to actually apply for that role in that country and go through that route. That route. Yeah. 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 I think it's, it's an important aspect to distinguish. It's not, may not be as extreme as it may be advertised. Mm-hmm. Um, final question that we have for you, Lara, mm-hmm. uh, asked by students is, what are the most important skills for the job? Mm. Well, I mean, a lot of your core tasks will be logging, which basically just means to categorise the geology and the mineralization of core that gets drilled or rock chips from an RC rig. But ultimately, you can't really prepare like you can for something like, you know, physiotherapy or something. It's something that you can practice on people and other things. But, like, it's kind of hard for geology because you, you're around a lot of machinery and things like that and you will be taken through and trained by your team. But I guess the only thing you really need is, like, like one thing I learned that's probably the most important thing when you're learning and being a young geo is you really have to build rapport. Okay. Because you are fresh in the industry and when you're put on a rig, you're actually managing that rig. And um, it is quite tough because you're super green and now you're also a manager mm. of drillers who have been drilling for 30 years. Right. So, yeah. you know, and I think it's just like, you know, building relationships. You need to build relationships. If you're in production, you need to build relationships with all the technical team, like talk to the engineers, talk to survey. If you're in exploration talk to the drillers, get to know them, you know, and I think just do the shit jobs, build rapport and do the shit jobs, I would say, because 
you have to ultimately mining is very hierarchical okay and you will start off at a lower position and then you might start off as like a, a core technician or like a fieldie mm-hmm. so picking up sample bags marking up rock <laughs> marking up core doing sample sampling things like that it's not going to be highly stimulative on your brain but it's very important that you learn how to do it okay. because you will then rely on that work as you move up to doing more geology you use all of that foundational work i found the hardest thing was honestly building rapport yeah that was probably the play, the the area i was least expecting i thought i had to be you know know every mineral know every process but to be honest like as long as you're consistent you could call the rock cake and it doesn't matter well you yeah, know, you yeah. could log it as whatever you want, as long as it's consistent. Consistent, yeah. And um, that's, I think, a thing, gra- like, grads have a hard time with that concept because you always want to be 100% correct, but there's a time management piece in that. Sometimes it's not time effective to be that correct. Like, yeah. if you're in production, you have to log within three hours because you need to sample that immediately because we're waiting on data for that area yeah. so we can mine it. Yeah. So it just depends on, like, you start learning, like, what is actually the core need? What is the most important thing? And what are the key conversations I need to have? Yeah. yeah. Great insight. I like it, Lara. <laughs> I really do. And um, it's really important, once again, for our listeners to know uh, as they're entering this field, it's important to understand that there is more to it. Yeah, you know, for and sure. Than just getting everything right. Yeah. That wraps up all our questions. Awesome. That we have for you, Lara. Um, awesome. Thank you so much for yeah. being here and taking the time to share your insights and sharing this honesty and truth about what this <laughs> role entails. Um, for our listeners who have more questions for Lara that did not feature on our list today and would like to connect with her, just visit our website, careerview.com.au. This is where you'll find uh, Lara's profile and you can send her some more questions and when she has some time I'm sure she'll be able to answer them as well yes very happy to excellent and with every episode please don't forget to submit the questions that you want to know uh, especially to young professionals who've been there and done that and can share their experiences just finally just before you go just want to ask you any words of advice that you can share to anyone who may be interested down this pathway Mm. of geology or in the mining industry or even as a production geologist like yourself Um, I guess it would be if you know what pace you like to work at, that will probably dictate what department you want to be in. Um, if you like order and structure and day-to-day, production's your best bet. If you like sort of, you know, creative, chip away at a long time, projects that might not yield anything but are still kind of a big discovery process, then exploration's probably more for you. But I think the most important thing is like when you're studying – Make sure that you actually want to be there, you know, be at uni. And, you know, you don't always have to be at uni. You can always do stuff later. So you can always, like, start work as a fieldie, which you don't need a university degree for. And then you can go back and study if you want that instead, just to understand what the mining industry is like. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really have too much other advice apart from... It's, it's, I guess it's an internal thing. You've got to know what you want to kind of do, like what you want to get into. Self-reflection, I think, is really yeah. important. So, <laughs> no, I like it, Lara, and great advice, actually. You've given it a lot. And once again, wishing you all the best, and thank you so much. Thank you so much.